Jesus, you're the center of my joy. All that's good and perfect comes from you. You're the heart of my contentment. Hope for all I do. Jesus, you're the center of my joy. When I've lost my direction, you're the compass for my ways. You're the fire in light. When the nights are long and cold. In sadness, you are the laughter that shatters all my I'm all alone Your hand is there To hold oh, Jesus You're the center of My joy All that's good and perfect comes from you You're the heart of my contentment The hope for all I do Jesus You're the center of my joy You're why I find pleasure in simple things in life. You're the music in the meadows and the streams. The voices of the children. My family and my home You're the source and finish Of my heart Your dream Oh, Jesus You're the center of My joy You're the heart of my contentment, hope for all I do.
the center, the center of my joy. Give God some praise. Let's give God praise. I want to, if you can, if you can feel this experience, I'm asking if you can give me some more volume of monitors and turn me down in the house. I'm, I'm asking if you can, uh, those that are watching us online, if you can. It's nothing like being among the people of God, but we're trying to do the very best we can. I believe that that spirit moves from heart to heart and breast to breast. I want to call your attention to Psalm 121. Psalm 121. And if you're at home and if you don't mind standing, I got a little echo. If you're at home and you don't mind standing as we read the word of God, at this time, Psalm 121, Psalm 121, Psalm 121, it reads like this, I will lift my eyes to the hills, from whence comes my help, my help comes from the Lord, who made the heaven and earth, he would not allow your foot to be moved, he who keeps you will not slumber, Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. I want to preach for the time that is mine, especially in these uh, 
uncharted and unprecedented times, the source of our strength, the source of our strength. For those that are present, you may be seated, and if you're at home, you may take your place of rest and listening. We are living in some precarious and perilous times. We are witnessing social, economic, political, financial, educational, mental, and even spiritual upheaval. The things, people, and places that we had our confidence in at this present moment cannot be in those places, among those spaces, and even in the presence of those people. We're in a tough predicament right now. Social distancing has entered our language lexicon. Being out in public space means you have to be six feet apart from the next person because you don't know who has the virus. Shopping malls, beauty salons, barber shops, fitness clubs, gyms, and other group gatherings have been shut down. Cities, counties, and state governments are issuing edicts of either stay at home or shelter in place. New hot spots, as far as cities are concerned, are being identified every week. Unfortunately, the United States, considered to be the richest and relatively one of the most advanced countries on the globe, has now been declared as the, as the most knowingly infected country in the world because of coronavirus. Hospitals in those hotspot regions are collapsing under the weight of what is needed to deal with COVID-19. Medical, medical supplies are alarmingly low. The number of persons infected is only going to increase as more tests are being administered. And unfortunately, more people will die. Collectively, the anxiety level is palpable. It is like you can feel it in a tangible way. Even on this beautiful sunny day, there is something eerily strange and numbing as we move about. It just doesn't feel the same. When you turn on your TV, check out social media, or listen to the radio, you are exposed to levels of negativity and desperation that if you're not careful, it will put you in a depressed state. When you hear the daily briefings coming from the White House about this pandemic, it will drain you. When you hear about stay-at-home edicts, it will drain you. When you can't move and go places that you used to go to, it can drain you. When you see how the economy is collapsing because of the coronavirus, it can drain you. When you hear how long this virus might last, it can drain you. When you see the numbers of how many people are being infected and dying because of COVID-19, it can drain you. When you have to work with your children through online schooling, it can drain you. When you can't go and visit your loved one in the hospital or at the nursing home, it can drain you. When you don't know when the next shoe is going to drop, it can drain you. And yet today I present to you Psalm 121, because Psalm 121 causes us to 
reflect our attention in another direction. That instead of being focused on the dire conditions of this pandemic, you and I as children of the Most High God must shift our attention heavenward. Within the context of worship, this psalm gives us a different outlook. The psalmist is informing us how we are called to cast our gaze not on a coronavirus, but on the God who can give us victory over this virus. That is what this writer meant when he's talking about when he says, my help comes from the Lord. And so today I just want to wrestle with for a few moments, why is God at this time the source of our strength? I want to submit in verses 1 and 2, first of all, God is the source of our strength because God has all power. Verses 1 and 2 becomes a framework for this move. Now, when we read this text in the New King James Version, we see it posed as a question. I will lift my eyes unto the hill. From whence cometh my help? Question mark. He answers it. My help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. But if you're not careful and if you don't read this with clarity, you will become confused. Because the thought for many people is that their help comes from the hills. But that is not the case. What is happening in this text is the pilgrim is approaching Jerusalem and he lifts his eyes to the lower and upper mountain. On the higher mountain is Jerusalem, known as the city of peace. However, the hills do not possess the power to change our situations and to help us conduct our lives. Only God can do that. Now we have to separate the wheat from the chaff because idol worship often took place in the hills. The Canaanites had their shrines uh, in high hills and would worship their impotent man-made gods. I want to dare say that in 2020, too many of us depended upon things to sustain us that ultimately have to get its power from somewhere else. COVID-19 has shaken the foundations of what we thought was solid and sustaining us. We thought that our relationships would sustain us only to lose a loved one to death or the relationship goes sour, or we're stabbed in the back by our so-called friends, or we can't see our relatives because of COVID-19. We thought that money will sustain us only to see the stock market lose more value in the past two weeks than it ever has in history. There are those who thought that we could go anywhere we want to anytime. As a matter of fact, there were some folks who didn't even want to come to church, and now you want to come to church and can't come. Uh, I want you to understand uh, that because of this virus and governmental edicts, we can't move like we used to. You and I cannot depend upon the things of this world. But the writer is informing us that our help is not in the hills and our help is not in the mountains. Our help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and earth. That phrase, who made the heaven and earth, is referred to the creative power of Yahweh. When we talk about the power of God, it means that God is omnipotent. It means that God has all power in God's hands. There is no limit or restrictions to the power of God because everything that exists has to depend upon God. That's why God is the only being in the entire cosmos who can speak and stuff starts happening. Remember, God said, let there be light and be has kept on being ever since. 
Remember, God said, let us make man in our image and likeness, and he formed humanity and made us in his image. There is nothing living or dead, visible or invisible, spiritual or fleshly, real or imagined, that is more powerful than the God who made the heavens and the earth. So he becomes the source of our strength because of his power. But not only is God the source of our strength because of his power, but God is our source because our God can protect us. If you will look at verses 3 and 4, we get wonderful insight about the providential protection that God provides. The God we serve is a vigilant watchman. The word move means to slip and slide, to stagger and be shaken. Can you imagine as this traveler is going toward Jerusalem along the rocky, jagged path. He could have sprained his ankle. He could have broken his ankle. But it's great to know that the God we serve is concerned about our walk and our path. That word keep means to guard and protect. However, what I love about God is that while God is watching and protecting us, what I love about God is that while you and I are slumbering and sleeping, God watches over us day and night. This is a word for those who are up all night wondering what's going to happen next, struggling how you're going to survive, consumed about the outcome of this virus. So many of us have been out of shape about all the things going wrong around us until we forget that God is still watching. And I'm glad that we serve a God who watches us day and night. God doesn't have to take a nap. God doesn't have to go on vacation. God doesn't have to be refreshed. God doesn't have to take a retreat. God does not have to get recharged. Can you imagine where we would be if God had to go to sleep just for a moment? Can you imagine where we would be if God batted God's eyes just for a moment? Oh, can you imagine what would happen if God dozed off? Don't you know the universe will collapse on itself? Galaxies will collide. Stars will go in on themselves. And you and I will disappear into the abyss of nothingness. Yet it is wonderful for us to know this one thing. That when you and I get tired. That when you and I got to take a rest. Uh, we can say to our God. God, this is in your hands. I don't have the strength to deal with this. I don't have the knowledge to handle an outcome of coronavirus. I don't know how this virus came into existence. I don't know how to deal with this mess. But since you're going to be up all night anyway, God, if you would, you go ahead and deal with it. You deal with it. Let me know how you're going to deal with it. And if it's in your will, I'm going to lay down and go to sleep and we'll talk about this thing in the morning. Because when you know who God is for yourself, you can place your confidence in the true fact that God will never leave you hanging. And he is more than able to keep you from falling and to protect you. Now, I want to say that before we move off on protection, that the protection of God doesn't mean trouble will not come our way. Protection of God doesn't mean you might not catch this virus. Protection of God doesn't mean you might not get sick. But what protection of God does mean is that we serve a God who will fortify you to deal with whatever trouble comes your way. And in God fortifying you, God will fight for you. 
And that's why the God we serve is described in warrior terms, in fighting terms. That's why we call him a battle axe. That's why we call him strong tower. That's why we refer to God as a deliverer. That's why we call God the captain of hosts. That's why we refer to God as a mighty fortress, our buckler, and our shield. Uh, back in the days of yesteryear, we used to sing a hymn that went something like this. A mighty fortress is our God. A bulwark never failing. Our helper he amid the flood of mortal ills prevailing. For still our ancient foe doth seek to work us woe. His craft and power are great and armed with cruel hate. On earth is not his equal. Here's the shout that regardless of what we're going through, the God we serve is big enough to protect us and to keep us. Coronavirus is not bigger than our God. COVID-19 is not bigger than our God. The government is not bigger than our God. The stock market is not bigger than our God. Dow Jones is not bigger than our God. Our incapacity to move is not bigger than our God. Because guess what? While you can quarantine us, you can't quarantine a God of the universe. Since God cannot be quarantined, there's something else that I need to let y'all know why God is our source. God is our source because God is present. That's in verses 5 and 6. God is present. Then in verses 5 and 6, we see that God is at our side to shield us from harm. The text says God is our keeper. He's our shade at our right hand. Can't be a shade if you ain't present. <laughs> the things that God permits in his will might just devastate us. Uh, the things that God permitted in his will might frighten us physically and emotionally and spiritually. But I want you to know whatever God permits, uh, just because he permitted, doesn't mean he ain't present with us in it. <laughs> uh, the Lord is at our right hand. Uh, uh, the right hand is known as the hand of strength. To provide shade and comfort. It doesn't say that the Lord is at our left hand. But the Lord is at our right hand. And that right hand is strengthening hand. That right hand is the hand of guidance. That right hand is the hand of power. You can't have covering where there is no presence. We have a God. He is not so distant from us. Not only does God know about our struggle. But you all God is with us in our struggle. As Christians, we can testify about that because God is our Emmanuel in the person of Jesus Christ. That means we don't have to live this life by ourselves. We don't have to fight these battles by ourselves. We don't have to go through our crisis in isolation. We serve a God who is present with us. It's like the songwriter said, he walks with me. And he talks with me. And he tells me I am his own. Uh, and the joys we share as we carry there, none other has thou ever known. You all, we are not going through this ordeal by ourselves. Uh, God is very present with us. And I'm not just talking about God's omnipresence, which means that God is everywhere at the same time. But I'm talking about God's manifested presence, his Shekinah glory presence. The presence of God reminds us of God's power and God's provision and God's protection and God's presence. But notice something else. 
Notice that he says day and night <laughs> the Lord is with us to shelter us from that which can harm us. The Jewish people back during that time followed what was called a lunar calendar. Why is that so important? That's important because the writer also is referring to days in reference to the sun and the months in reference to the moon. In other words, the writer is saying from day to day, from month to month, from season to season, from year to year, God is with us in the various challenges that we will face. So I want you to know that God is with us. Even though the numbers of death are increasing, God is with us. Even when a loved one contracts COVID-19, God is with us. Even when we get laid off because of the pandemic, God is with us. Although we have to engage in social distancing, God is with us even though we don't know when this thing is going to end. And you all, I don't know about anybody else, uh, but I'd rather have God with me than anybody else. Uh, I'd rather have God with me than a Donald Trump. I'd rather have God with me than a Roy Cooper. I'd rather have God with me than the mayor or the county commissioner because they are singular people that got to be at a certain place. They can't be everywhere at the same time. But the God I serve can be with me, you, and those that are watching us on stream. He can be with us at the same time and let us know we are not by ourselves. He's a very present help in the time of trouble. But not only... Golly, y'all it ain't that many of us, but I feel my preaching coming on. Uh, 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 not only is God our source because of our power, not only is God our source because of protection, not only is God of our source because of his presence, but y'all, God, our God, will preserve us. Ooh, this is the shout for me. I'm getting ready to shut this thing down. Verse 7 and 8. We see the preservation of God. <laughs> the preservation of God. God preserves us from evil. He preserves our soul. He preserves our going out and our coming in. No, we're not exempt from troubles, trials, and tribulations. But how many of y'all know we are kept through our troubles, trials, and tribulations? Jesus said, uh, in this world, you're going to have some troubles. Uh, 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 and, and if he had stopped there, my soul would drop to the floor. But then he said, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. What you got to understand is that no problem you have or no difficulty you're going through right now can separate you and me from the purposes that God has for our lives. The late Eugene Peterson in his book, The Song of the Ascents, says, and I quote, the Christian life is not a quiet escape to a garden where we can walk and talk uninterruptedly with our Lord, nor a fantasy trip to a heavenly city where we can compare blue ribbons and gold medals, medals with others who have made it to the winner's circle. The Christian life is going to God. In going to God, Christians travel the same ground that everyone else walks on, breathe the same air, drink the same water, shop in the same stores, read the same newspapers, are citizens under the same government, pay the same prices for grocery and gasoline, fear the same dangers, are subjected to the same pressures, get the same distresses, are buried in the same ground. The difference is that each step we walk 
each breath we breathe, we know we are being preserved by God. We know we are accompanied by God. We know we are ruled by God. And therefore, no matter what doubts we endure and what accidents we experience, the Lord will preserve us from evil. He will keep our lives in the quote. You all, I could shout right there and shut it down, but I want to let you know that in my word study, I discovered something that blessed me because I discovered, Reverend D'Angelo dear, that there's a difference between being protected by God and being preserved by God. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. There's a distinction from an existential point between protection and preserving. In, in this psalm, the word for keep and preserve is samar. And it looks the same in the Hebrew until you observe the mood. The word keep is active tense. Somebody say active tense. But the word preserve is in the imperfect tense. Somebody say imperfect tense. You get ready to learn a little language lesson here real quick. Which means the word keep means that it is an action that is still taking place. Which means that the Lord is keeping me right now. <laughs> uh, uh, but the word preserve being the imperfect tense is an incomplete action, which means it is yet to be done. It is in the process of being accomplished. So when it comes to the protection of God's life, we can count on that. But when it comes to God preserving us, it is being done even as I preach to you right now. It is something that will happen in the future. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me if I could explain to y'all what I just dropped on y'all. And, and, then, and then I'll bid you all to do, and we'll call it a day. I remember, I remember when I was younger, when I was younger, uh, back in Mount Sullivan, Mississippi, my mother used to have Audrey and Tina and Shavante and me to go into the woods, walk along the roadside, and up to my grandmother's, and we would pick berries and plums and figs. We would pick huckleberries, and blackberries and blueberries, plums and figs and, and we would bring uh, these fruits to the house and my mother would have us to wash these different fruits and then my mother would get a pot of boiling sugar and water and she would boil that sugar and water until a thin layer of syrup would form and then she would place those fruits in that syrupy water and she would then bring it to a ball then she would drop the heat and let that fruit simmer. And then she would press the fruit down into a syrup. And while she was doing that, she would prepare what is called mason jars by boiling the tops and the sealers and the jars in a big kettle to sterilize them. And then when the fruit in the pot had the consistency of honey, mama would get a little skimmer to remove the dross and remove the fruit and place them in jars. And those jars were filled to capacity. Then mama would seal those jars. And she would place them in what is called a wash boiler. Covering them with hot water. Let them boil for about 20 to 30 minutes. Depending upon the size of the jar. Then, then she would take those filled jars out of that hot water. Place them on a tray to cool off. 
Then when she was done, she would turn the jars upside down to see if they had any leaks. Uh, if they had any leaks, that meant the seal was not safe. If they had any leaks, that meant they could not be preserved. So then mom would unseal the seal and examine the rings for defects. And then she would pour out the contents of the jar, pour them back into the kettle, boil them for a little while longer, go get another good seal and start the process back over. Then she would sterilize those empty jars and rings, fill the jars and seal them again. And then she would place them in the wash boiler to be sterilized again. And once they cooled down, she would turn them upside down one more time to see if they had any leaks. Once there were no leaks, she then would let those preserves set for several months until she felt they were ready to be opened. They were called preserves because they were preserved not only for months, but they were preserved for years until the jars were open for consumption. And when we opened those jars, uh, you could smell the sweet fragrance uh, of blackberries and blueberries and peaches and figs. You could smell that sweet fragrance. Uh, I want y'all to know that's the God we serve. Uh, and that's what God has done for us. Uh, God came along and picked us uh, from uh, the roadside of life. Uh, and God then cleaned us up and he boiled us and he fixed us and he placed us in the jars of our experience. And then God put a seal on us known as the seal of redemption. But right about now, I kind of holler the way that I feel like right about now, God is getting ready to pop the top because somebody needs to smell the fragrance of God's love. Somebody needs to smell the fragrance of God's grace. Somebody needs to smell the fragrance of God's peace. Somebody needs to smell the fragrance of God's passion. Somebody needs to smell the fragrance of God's kindness. You and I are being kept for something that this world cannot handle and our life cannot handle. We are being preserved to do God's work. We are being preserved to give God's praise. We are being preserved to lift up holy hands and worship him. In the midst of a coronavirus, in the midst of a COVID-19, God is getting ready to pop the top. God wants to see who's been kept, who's got fragrance, who's smelling good, and that's why we can say, like the psalmist said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. I'll see y'all later. I'll see y'all on the prayer call. I'll see you in Bible study as far as I be on conferencing. But is there anybody here and is there anybody watching us live that know that God is a preserver and that God will keep you even when you don't want to be kept. And that's why I can sing like Richard Small would sing. Lord, I lift my eyes knowing my help is coming from you. Your peace you give me in the time of the storm you are the source of my strength and you are the strength of my life I lift my hands in total praise unto you amen 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 is there anybody here that knows that he is the source of our strength anybody here knows he's the keeper of your life anybody here knows he's a preserver of your being anybody here knows he's a protector of your life is there any Anybody that knows that God is a very present help in a time of trouble.
I'm done. Somebody watching us online. I want to lead you in a prayer because this God can be your source. If you don't know this God in the partner of your sin, I want to offer a relationship with this God of the universe. If you're watching us online and you're saying, how can that happen how can I have that if you would just repeat this short prayer after me and we all going to repeat it for all those of us that have relationship it's a reminder just repeat this prayer after me God I want you to be the source of my life and I come to you because I know you can handle anything that comes my way I believe you sent Jesus to die for my sins. I believe he died on a cross. And I believe three days later, you raised him from the dead. I believe you sent your Holy Spirit. And I want your Holy Spirit right now. Forgive me of my sins. Help me be the person you want me to be. Right now, I submit to you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for the gift of eternal life. Thank you for forgiveness. Thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ. It's in his name I pray. Amen. If you would, if you prayed that prayer, you meant that prayer, you're sincere about wanting to have a relationship with the God of this universe through Jesus Christ. Is it really that easy? Yes, it is. You cannot earn your salvation. You can't work for it. It's a gift. God gives it to you. But once God saved you, he saved you to serve. He saved you to be in relationship. It's really that easy. God loves you so much that even in this pandemic, God is still working salvation. The pandemic is not greater than God. If you want the peace that goes beyond all understanding, I want you to get connected to this God to whom you just prayed. If you're watching me online, I want to encourage you right now, go to our website. We have different ways that you can join with us through technology. If you want to be a candidate for baptism, you can click on that. If you want to join us by Christian experience, you can click on that. If you want to join us by letter, you can click on that. Or if you want to be restored, let us know. You can do that through our website, or you can do it with the prayer pastors that are online, or you can call the church, leave your name and number, and within 48 hours by Tuesday, Tuesday evening, someone will contact you to find out what your desire is as far as a relationship with God through Jesus Christ is concerned and help you to understand what is needed for that. For all of you who are watching us online, I miss you all immensely. Technology cannot replace the physical gathering of God's people. 
But during this time, this is how we have to operate. So here at St. Paul, along with our leaders and our staff, we're going to do the very best we can to minister to you as far as your needs are concerned, as far as the word is concerned, and do the mission and the ministry that God has called us to do. Continue to pray for us as we're praying for you. Our deacons, I'm so proud of them, are reaching out to our sick and shut-in. Uh, and we will, before the end of April, we'll do our bidding best to contact every person who claims to be a part of this church to just check up on them and let them know we are praying for them. But God knows I miss you all immensely. And I can't wait till the people of God can come back together again and we can worship God in spirit and in truth as one collective body in the house of God. But until then, Lord said the same, we will see you all on prayer call, 815, Bible study at noon and at 7 on Thursday. And then, of course, the various classes will be having their meetings as well. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with all exceeding joy. To only wise God be glory and majesty, dominion and power even in this pandemic. That name we pray. Amen. I love you all. God bless you all. Be safe and take care of yourselves. family. Oh, thanks for staying with us. I'm Reverend Kelly Baptist, and here's what's happening with St. Paul. In addition to our Wednesday food distribution, we have coordinated with the Belmont community and the Bulb Market, and now we host a fresh produce donation or free market each Wednesday in the apartment parking lot of the Central Square Apartments from 3.30 to 4.30 p.m. or whenever they run out. The produce is donated from local farmers, coordinated through the mobile market called The Bowl. And this is open to anyone in the Belmont community. For those who wish to donate towards their produce allocation, they do accept cash, credit, debit, and EBT cards. The suggested donation is about three items per dollar. Just look for the purple tent in the Central Square apartment parking lot and get you some free produce, y'all, or drop off a donation, okay? Join us Wednesdays for a quick 15 prayer and devotion with Pastor Scott and the St. Paul family. Dial 425-585-7753 to participate. As a reminder, we'd like to encourage you to start connecting to the call around 8 p.m. That way you can talk and chat with the St. Paul family while you wait for the call to start at 8.15. And if you are able to dial in, why not three-way call a friend who's not able to connect? Remember, the deadline for the completion of your census data has been changed to September 30th. Please make sure to be accounted for by this new deadline. Check out census.gov for more details and to be counted. The countdown to our national election day has started November 3rd, 2020. Pause, say that with me now, everybody. November 3rd, 2020. Don't forget that tape, please. Here at St. Paul, 
we want to encourage everyone to be very intentional about developing a voting plan. In North Carolina, there are 54 days before early voting starts. In South Carolina, there's no early voting, but you can request an absentee ballot by mail or in person. Here at St. Paul, we want to strongly encourage each of you to engage in early voting. Soon, our website will have voter information available for you to check your registration status, a list of early voting places in Charlotte, and how to register to vote. In addition, our social justice ministry will host and co-host voter education events over the next few months. This is critical, no matter who you're voting for. Stay tuned, stay on point, and make sure that your voice counts on November 3rd, 2020. TNT returns on Thursday, September 10th. I notice a lot of dates, November 3rd, okay, for the voting, September 10th for TNT. At noon and at 7 p.m., Pastor Scott will be taking us through a study of the book of Philippians when we continue in TNT starting in September. You can watch from YouTube, the church website, or Facebook. You can even dial in by phone. If you're driving, please don't watch online, I'm just saying. So, grab your Bible and notepad and get ready to get back into study with us Thursday starting September 10th in our power-packed Thursday noon or Thursday night teaching. Finally, as I close, as I go to my seat, sorry y'all, I ain't preached in a while, I gotta get it in. Here are three points for you to remember for today. Communion Sunday will be returning September 6th. So, now that we have made the decision to worship online until the end of the year, we're making preparations for us to celebrate the ordinance of Holy Communion virtually. Starting Sunday, September 6th, after the sermon moment, we will celebrate this ordinance virtually together as a church family. If you are not able, <clears throat> not able, I didn't say willing, I say able, okay? If you are not able to participate in the curbside pickups due to your health or lack of transportation, please reach out to the church office by phone during the week or by email at info at spbcnc.org to coordinate alternate methods of distribution. And that's what's going on. Please stay home and safe as we worship together and fellowship together in a variety of socially distant ways. We miss you. I miss you. Pastor misses you. We all miss you. And we look forward to when we will see you again. You can check out the church website or contact the church office if you need more details. Also, make sure to connect with us, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Vimeo, Instagram, and YouTube. This has been your St. Paul News, and until next time, be blessed.